Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the Wall Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Listen, we're, we're getting into previewing this wide receiver room. Let's take a look at, at the wide receiver room. And I'm going to read off some stats while we kind of look at this graphic here. Um, and I'll remove this real quick. I don't know if you had anything. You know, you didn't have anything down below. But a few things to note about the wide receiver room. Um, in 2021... This group accounted for a total of 157 receptions for a total of 2,083 yards and 12 touchdowns. Now, we'll focus our attention briefly to the right side. Uh, nice touch there, Ike, with the he gone uh, section of this list. Out. You're, you're welcome. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we see Kobe Hudson, of course, uh, Elijah Canyon, Demetrius Robinson, um, who exhausted his eligibility, Kalen uh, Newton, who went into the portal, Jackson McFadden, and Malcolm Russell. Those two at the bottom, I think yeah. Jackson may have gotten a little little playing I, time, but no and I think it was more special teams, and he got some like garbage duty stuff, but yeah, yeah. Not, nothing for real, yeah. However, a significant part of the production in this wide receiver group came from this right side. Um, unfortunately, Kobe Hudson led the team with 44 receptions, had 583 yards, receiving four touchdowns. Demetrius Robinson, almost right behind him with 37 receptions and four TDs. Elijah Canyon, who uh, we talked about a lot, was eager to want to see him get onto the field, but didn't see a lot of uh, opportunities, did had chip in four receptions for 46 yards on the season. Auburn's leading returner. Uh, or leading receiver, I should say, on the left-hand side is none other than Shedrick Jackson, who had 40 receptions for 527 yards and one TD. So there's a lot of opportunity, especially when you look at the middle section of of uh, this wide receiver room, as to who's new. Of course, Landon King, Jay Fair, Camden Brown, Amari Kelly, Coy Moore, who we previously mentioned, and Desalen Worsham. There's a lot of opportunity uh, to pick up the slack and and 
actually replace and do more for this receiver group. I when you look at this room, starting with the left hand side, who who are some returning guys who you expect to take the next step and be one of the dudes in the wide receiver room? I mean, I've already talked about how I think this is going to be a breakout year for Shedrick Jackson, so I'm definitely anticipating that. Uh, Malcolm Johnson Jr. has just been putting in the work, and I believe. Treat your boys. Chill Boys underwear is designed for maximum comfort with enough space to keep you cool, calm, and comfortable. Chill Boys underwear will help you keep the boys close. Uh, not too close. When the game is on the line, you won't break a sweat with Chill Boys underwear. Whether it's left boy, right boy, or both boys, Chill Boys provides your boys comfort like you've never felt. Visit chillboys.com and use code RAPPORT, that's R-A-P-P-O-R-T, and get 15% off of your order. Maximize your chill with Chill Boys. I believe that he will get an opportunity to, to make a big difference. And then the one that everyone who we've talked to that has said anything to deal with wide receivers has talked about Dawson, the guy they call Chick. Uh-huh. They said he is just, uh, he, he's just a, he's a big play waiting to happen. Quick and fast. Somebody said he just runs like a Florida boy. I forgot who it was we were talking to. He said he just runs like a Florida boy. He was boy. Like, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so those three from the ones that uh, have been here for the while are the ones that I'm anticipating probably having the biggest leap in this season just from their previous productivity. And then, um, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm really hoping I get to see something from Capers this year. Um, he's the the mold of a receiver that we need. Big body guy who can run the routes over the middle. You know, we saw that during the A-Day game. He's not afraid to take those routes over the middle. Hopefully he can make the leap in this season. But those first three that I named are the ones that I'm anticipating making the biggest leap. Malcolm Johnson, just because he hasn't seen a lot of playing time. Shed Jackson, because I think he's putting in a ton of work. He's beefed up a lot. He, I think they understand what his role in the offense needs to be a little bit more clearly this season. He's stepping up in a leadership role. And then again, Dawson hadn't really had any playing time before now, but making a ton of plays. They... They talked about him, you know, he was he was infamous last year in camp, right? All the plays he was making all over the place. This year, I think we're going to see that play out on the field. So looking forward to those three in particular from that returning column. B-Will, get in here, man. Uh, who, who, When you look at who's returning, who are you expecting big production from? I expect a lot from Shed. <clears throat> Y'all, excuse me, I had a little uh, gunk under the weather in this as well. But um, I expect a lot from Shed, but... I'm, so I don't want to say it's a concern, but I think Shed's ability, number one, as as a fantastic blocker, Tavares Dawson, he he may be lightning in the bottle, but he's not the size that Shed is. Like Shed is sturdy. He he's a big dude, and the the value of a guy like that who's not only willing but physically built to block as well as he already was doing before he last season. Even I I don't want to say that Shed ends up he's not going to be a decoy like he was in years past, but I don't think he'll get the ball as much as other guys because they're going to need him to block. He's he's going to be on the field, I expect, constantly. I don't expect him to be the number one target, though, for that reason. If there are guys who are quicker from everything I'm hearing about Tavares Dawson, um, I, I expect him to be getting a lot more targets. And I'm really curious 
how they're gonna spread this around, man. We got different guys yeah. with, with different uh, skill sets and body types, and let's just say this: throw to the open one. Let's just say this: <laughs> this is one no, of the few real. times I can remember in recent history where we can say that about multiple positions: running back, quarterback, wide receiver. Where I'm like, I feel good about a lot of guys we have in these rooms. Right. Like, I don't feel bad if one person goes down. I'm like, oh, we got such and such though. Oh, we got such and such though. Like, right. I just really feel good about the rooms that we're putting together in those three skill positions specifically. Tight end, I didn't even mention that, but like, good Lord, man. How, when, how, yeah. when is the last time you can remember saying that? Right. Yeah, it's been a minute. I mean, I don't, we, we were always. I don't know if I could ever say that about tight ends. Oh, yeah, tight end. But, yeah. but yeah, just, just, just with, just with the, yeah, to your point, Ike, especially quarterback. Uh, running backs, we've been fortunate to have a few here and there. But receivers, all of them at once, it's been a while. Yeah. And you have to imagine improved production from the offense, knowing that you have several dudes in multiple rooms that has to make you feel yeah. better. Absolutely. Um, sure. I wanna I'm still wanna see what, what Zay will mm-hmm. do. Um Xavier Capers, um, for sure. That's one guy that I I, I definitely want to see. He looked good in the spring game. Um, definitely catching passes over the middle. Um, I'm definitely curious to see. I, I like I like the guys that Ike mentioned. I've been rooting for Zay for 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 a few years. Maybe this is a year that we see a breakout for him. Very talented guy, great size. Curious to see if he gets an opportunity to take a step forward in this offense. Mike G. Um, lots of talent in here for sure. Malcolm Johnson. I've been on Malcolm Johnson for a while. Uh, he's been working his ass off this off season. Uh, all these guys, Shedrick. He looked like he got in the Captain America machine. I don't know if you guys seen any pictures of him yeah. on social media, but he's he's looking shredded. Tavares Dawson, obviously, we've heard a lot about him. Capers, you know, these guys, these are guys I expect to contribute. Definitely. Now, uh, we'll we'll get into later like what that looks like in terms of one through four. But um, you know, they converted Landon King uh over, so he's technically like a returning guy. <laughs> right. Uh you know, he's technically a returning right. guy, uh, but but he you know, he's moving right. from tight end. I like this. I like this wide receiver room. Now, uh, in terms of what we lost, right, uh, we had two 500-yard receivers. So what left was 1,000 yards between Demetrius Robertson and Kobe Hudson. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why people think that that production is going to be so hard to replace. Right. I mean— Five hundred yard receivers. If, if if you if you believe the guy we're talking that uh, we release on Monday, there's yeah. only that that'll get replaced by one person. <laughs> right, like one <laughs> dude might do that. Right, so I I just don't understand why people think that that production is so irreplaceable. It's not. We have five hundred yard receivers literally every year. In our worst years, we have five hundred yard receivers. So I I don't get I don't understand the panic about receiver honestly. Um, but I think when you combine that with, you know, maybe better quarterback play, uh, suddenly this room doesn't look so bad. And then everybody's going to be like, oh, I didn't see this guy coming or that guy coming. And we're going to be like, damn it. Yes, you did. If you were watching the war report, I'm trying to tell you about these guys. Now, what did they add? Right. Uh, some of the young kids I'm excited about, too. I, I think that the plan for the Jay Fairs and the Camden Browns and the Omari Kellys is this is the future. This is the future of this wide receiver room. These are your leaders. These are the guys that are going to get developed. 
I don't think they want to throw him out there too early because you have some guys that are maybe a little bit more physically developed and, and have been in the system at the college level a little bit longer. So you roll with those guys first uh, and you keep your Jay Fairs and your Kendra Browns and your Mari Kellys in the tank for later. Because if you're reaching for them, that means, uh, shit, man, something went wrong, I think. I think I think you know we are devoid of talent if those guys are hitting the field or they better be superstars. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't see that right now. I'm not hearing that right now. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what these guys are gonna uh, do on the field. Now I've heard good things about the Zalen Worsham, but it's it's not as loud as some of the things I'm hearing about other receivers at this moment. So it, it just be interesting to see uh, you know how they decide to rotate guys in. Um, you know I know there's you know you convinced. Tank to come back, so I expect us to run the ball. But, but I disagree with with B a little bit on Shedrick. I think if Coy Moore and Malcolm and some of these guys are as dangerous as we anticipate them being on the outside, Shed might eat a lot over the middle as a safety valve for this quarterback. As somebody who can go across the middle like we saw on A-Day, make a catch in traffic, and get a couple yards after the catch, after contact, and get down. So, or your landing kings, those guys that go over the middle – uh, Zach Calzada has shown a propensity for being able to find those guys and be accurate with those passes when you look at his tape. So I think that both which we will have for you all that are patrons tonight. All right. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, I think that both. I think that bodes <laughs> well for Shedrick Jackson because we're not going to use him like we used him last year. I don't know that that necessarily means less targets uh, because I think you throw to the open guy. Right. So if there are more guys open, then sure, maybe, you know, and Calzada's making great choices or Finley or Robbie Ashford, whoever's back there is making good choices. Um, you know, may, the open guy gets the most targets. If that's shit, then great. Um, but if some of these guys are as dangerous, right, if we're to believe the bravado, then some of these dudes might be drawing double teams. And, you know, like, listen, man, you double one guy down, somebody's open, somebody's one on one. Now who's going to win? I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to the day that people have to double team a receiver. I know, right? Yeah, right, man. I'm telling before. you. I'm looking forward. I'm to telling that. you. Like we have not had a history of just like dynamite receivers, but yeah, I'm thinking back to you know he had his struggles, but like the Sammy Coates just big, strong, fast, can go up and get it. You know, you remember? Do you remember the play? Uh, it wasn't 2013. I think it was maybe 2012. He mossed a dude in the end zone. Like they threw it, they threw him like a 50 yard bomb and he just jumped up and like caught it over him. And it's just been a while since we've seen that kind of play at wide receiver at Auburn. And, you know, I think that these will be, uh, these will be precision type wide receivers. I- I'm not sure that we got a guy that's going to go out there and moss anybody just yet. I'm not saying oh, that it no. can't happen, but maybe, uh, but I think we, this we, will be- we'll talk about those guys in that middle column here in just a second. There's a, there's a couple of guys on that middle column. I think might fit that bill. Well, listen, listen, before we get to that, I, I want to, I'm, I'm running point. I, I want us to clear. I want us to clear the lane. It's the ISO ball. Uh, Ike, we got a, a mm-hmm. comment from caveman life coach. Appreciate you hanging out with us. He says, remember when I called shed stone hands, the wide receivers have come a long oh, yeah. way. Talk to him, Mike. What are your thoughts? Hey, on this, listen, bro? I'm gonna be straight up with y'all, man. <laughs> yeah, I um, I, I think I said this last show. I actually told Shed that I said that when we interviewed him. Like, yes. I, we were talking afterwards, and I was like, "Hey, man, I gotta, I gotta be straight up with you." Like, I gave you this nickname, and he looked at me and he said, "That's fair. I earned it." Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did say that. He so. 
Now listen, I'm an I, even bigger Shed fan. I, I was like, hey, listen, man, if you're owning up to the fact that you recognize you were dropping it earlier in the, and, and you've turned that around. And listen, I haven't called him that. Like last year, I think he erased no, that title. you did not. Me, yeah, he right? Did. He did. Not, you did not. And call I think that. that again, he's making the progress necessary to continue to be a leader in that room. And I think he's going to continue. Um, he's going to get his opportunities early because he's got the seniority. His job is just to go out there and literally not drop the ball. If he's right. where he's supposed to be yeah. and he secures catches that come in his direction, they're going to continue to give him snaps. I think that that's just because he worked so hard at the other things. They know he can be reliable in the blocking yeah. scheme. They right. know that he's a guy who's going to go out there and do what he's supposed to do. If he's where he's supposed to be and he's securing catches, Shed Jackson will get targets and he'll continue to be an integral part of this offense next season. I believe that. Yeah, I think he can eat. I think Shed could eat this year. So, uh, I mean, we'll see, but... Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. Ed, Ed Darby asks, do we have a playmaker wide receiver oh, on the Man, man pull the list back and up. With that, <laughs> and, right, I'm, 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 yes, sir, will do. Uh, take it away, Mike G. Who, who, who are you eyeballing on this Coy list? Moore. <laughs> Listen, Coy Moore, Coy Moore, Coy Moore. This guy has, uh, Harson singled him out at media days. His teammates have consistently singled him out this offseason. He has come in and in a short amount of time made a huge impact in that locker room and on the practice field and in the, in the uh, indoor facility. They have described him as a guy who never misses. Now, we heard the storylines about drops last year. So this is huge. Having a guy described as somebody who never misses, executes, Every single time, every single opportunity. I think this could be great. Now, he came out of a program that has been producing wide receivers. They've been identifying wide receiver talent at a very high clip at LSU over the last six or seven years. Great talent coming out of that program. So I don't know why anybody would be of the opinion that just because he transferred, it was because he couldn't hack it there i'm ready to kill i want i want us to kill that narrative right now just because a guy transfers and he didn't see the field because the people making those decisions are imperfect yeah and there's a lot of circumstances again we talked to him about this very thing in Mm -hmm. that interview so when you guys who are members see that monday you're going to hear his perspective on it there's some other interviews with him out there and he talks about his journey but you know, he he was super candid with us, man. He was yeah. super candid. And I love his confidence. He's got a ton of confidence in his abilities. If he's half as good as he says he is, he's going to yeah. be amazing. Yeah. Now, listen, <laughs> he can't throw himself the ball, certainly. Yeah. But he's putting in the work this offseason. And all I'm saying is, is that let's give these kids a chance. I don't believe in crapping on them before they've taken a snap or played a down. Right. Come on, man. Let's give this kid a chance to come out here and show what he can do. Now, we've seen high-profile transfers. We've said it over and over on this program. Jamison Williams couldn't see the field at Ohio State. 
He was all world at Alabama. And if we can have a quarterback deliver the ball on that level to these guys, I think he has a chance to show off what he can do. I trust LSU's talent evaluation at wide receiver, certainly. Despite and I trust dis- I kill your evaluation. Yep. Right. Right. So despite right. the dysfunction right. that was going on inside that program, man, listen, they've always had dogs at wide receiver. They have. And sometimes you can right. have too much talent and not enough spots to start. Right. So uh, I, I don't know. Like There was a goofy on social media last last year when I was <laughs> when I was que- when I was questioning about like um, about the quarterback position. And I was saying. You know, it was just the dumbest argument about like. So you think the quarter, the the uh, the, the coaches are start, intentionally starting the worst player? I'm like, no, that's a, such a stupid argument, right? Just because a guy earned a starting job doesn't mean he's ultimately going to be the best guy, and it doesn't mean that the guy on the bench couldn't hack it. We've seen it right. over and over again. Some of the best quarterbacks in history won their job due to injury because they weren't identified as the guy initially to start the season. It can happen. And I think that somebody like Coy Moore deserves a chance to come here. He's excited. He's motivated. Right? Somebody told him he wasn't good enough. Hell, somebody told Michael Jordan he wasn't good enough at some point in high school. Right? We've heard them stories. Yeah. So let this kid, let this kid come here and, and do his thing. and let, let's, let's be excited. Let's be pos- positive and you know, optimistic about the chances that he could come and bring something to his wide receiver room that everybody crapped on last year. I didn't feel like a lot of that criticism was fair. I still feel that way. Uh, but if that's not to say that they didn't have areas of, of improvement that they needed to get better at. But he brings instantly something to this wide receiver room that fans are going to find out, I think, in the first couple of weeks. If yeah. he is that deal, listen, man, you might see some 100-yard, 100 150-yard receiving uh, 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 performances in the first two games. So this is one of the things that I think is undervalued is that there's something about bringing a mentality to a room. Uh, We heard uh, Marquise Burks talk about how when Jeremiah Wright was over on the offensive line, he brought a different mentality to that offensive. Like he brought what he called nasty to that room and they Mm -hmm. needed that. When you insert a personality like a Koi Moore into a room that has confidence that it doesn't matter who you line up against me. I can be line him up. I guarantee. Again, when he, he he's going to tell tell you himself in the interview, his confidence and his ability to beat anybody. Jay Fair is another one of those kids. He's like, I don't care who you line up against. Yeah, me. I'm going to beat him. I don't care. Yeah. Line him up. Let's do it. One on one, seven on seven, eleven on eleven. I don't care. I'm going to get open and I'm going to make the catch. We've got those guys in that room right now, and sometimes it takes a combination of the guy. And the coach giving you a little boost of confidence to see him. I, it, I'll give you an example. I used to play pickup basketball all the time back when I had knees. Um, <laughs> and there were just certain guys who I would be out on the court with. And I knew we were going to go out there and ball. Right. Because I knew how this dude was going to play. Right. I knew. And, and he gave me confidence the way that he was like. It's, it's just one of those things like when you throw a guy a, a, a pass and he's wide open. And like how Steph Curry does with Clay, he'll throw the pass and he'll walk away. He's like, oh, that's a, that's a bucket. That kind of confidence right. sometimes boosts your confidence and so, your ability to do the thing that you could do the whole time. It's just you needed somebody out there with you that was going to help boost your confidence. That's why I think, what's your man's name? I always forget his name um, that played with Golden State this last year. 
um, that had the comeback Wiggins. season. And Wiggins, yeah. Andrew Wiggins. I think that's one of the main reasons why Wiggins had a better season. He was playing with other people who were super confident just being like, bro, man, you got that all day. Go, man, man go kill him real quick. All you need sometimes is somebody giving you that boost in the same space in which you're occupying. People right. like that being in the wide receiver room ups the competition. And then on game day, you telling me Landon King out there doing what he did at A-Day, um, watching somebody else make a big catch on the sideline. Go back and watch the A-Day clip of there was a tight end out route that Holden Garner threw that a guy caught and he caught it in traffic because the, the DB tried to um, tried to bait it. Um, if you go watch that, this on we, we have the clips posted from all the throws from A-Day. Go watch the Holden Garner one. There's a throw that he made on that out route. Landon King went absolutely nuts when that wide receiver came down there with that catch, basically talking like, man, he can't hold you. Like, that gets people jacked up. Landon King in that room, Coy Moore in that room, Jay Fair in that, Yeah, they finna be going out there on Saturdays on – Confidence level on a thousand. Yeah, that makes yeah. a difference whether people want to believe that or not. Right, and yeah. so that that brings me to my worry about this room, and not and not in a negative way. I wonder if I still think the biggest difference that Harson has made here at Auburn so far is development, and that's been mm-hmm. clear from the jump. He wants you to be a professional. He wants you to learn your position, which is why we have a position coach, a wide receiver that played it played it pro and coached it pro instead of a guy who converted there in college as a wide receiver, coaching the wide receivers. So what I wonder is now that you have development, you have a strength and training regimen that allows you to bring the best out of people. You have a competitive atmosphere, and we know how important competition is to Brian Harson that is bringing the best out of people. And now you have a coach that is also bringing the best out of people that makes me believe that when I'm looking at that list of those players, I can assume he's going to be at his best. He's going to be at his best. He's going to be at his best. Oh, he's going to be at his best. That's going to be nasty. What that makes me worry about is three, maybe four spots on the field. Mm-hmm. I am so worried. Not worried and like, oh, it's going to be terrible for Auburn. No, not like that. The atmosphere he's creating, the development that he's pitching is going to give players a reason to stay and get better. And it also insulates against injury. Big deal. But, man, what could we be missing out on? And I'm always going to wonder that. And it's not that it's an a issue right now. We have no idea. If Coy Moore is who we think he is, he's locked one, down one of those spots. If Shedrick just continues along his path, he's locked down one of those spots. We got one more spot. Maybe two. What happens to the rest of these guys? That means I don't get to see Jay Fair flash this year. I don't get to see Camden Brown flash this year. I don't get to see, uh, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of guys there who I want to see so much of. I want to see them hit the field. But, man, it's like I'm worried I'm not going to get to to see them. And I hope we can maintain the guys that we have brought in. I hope that they have really brought in to the culture, to the coach, and to the team. And they stay and continue to get better because – I, I absolutely want all these guys to hit because I want it to be ridiculous, but I also want the next wave to be just as ridiculous. I want to keep it going. Yeah, I'm not sure that's a worry, though, like with these guys. I mean, as long as there's a plan for development and these guys understand where they stand, like, you know, we heard things about, you know, um, uh, Harson is rooming Jay Fair and Holden Garner together, right? The roommates. Um, you know, so he understands. I mean, that's on purpose, right? Like, that's a guy who you've identified as going to be the future. 
Um, you know, that's that's mm-hmm. not something that if you're going to build a winning program that you're, you're going to have to worry about because the winning programs, they they do that. I mean, they've, they've got guys you're going to have attrition for the most part, but you've got your guys who you've identified and uh, they're going well, they understand where they stand and they're going to wait their turn uh, uh, when it's time. Like holding Gariner, like, you know, if can you imagine him like bouncing out after next year? I would be silly to me unless some right. big some big time quarterback has come in to supplant him in which case I'm okay with it but yeah. you know at the end of the day uh you know when you have talent abundance you know it just, at yeah. me, it just is what it is and and I I hear and understand your worry be will but that's coming from this damaged poverty mindset that we've had at Auburn which yeah, says right. that right ah oh, man right. we're going to miss out on something because number one, we weren't playing the best guy, or number two, people in this new transfer portal age are going to dip up out of here because they'll get discontent with their role, and right. we won't be able to replace them. <laughs> if we can start to live in an abundance mindset of okay, we've got an embarrassment of wealth right now, and mm-hmm. we have the ability to reload that, we'll never have to worry about no. that. But right. it's going right. to take right. whoever gets chosen as the first guy to go out there and kill it, though. Right. Because the discontent will come with you're watching somebody on the field not produce. No, not you're like, I you. know right. I'm yeah. better than this dude. What right. are we doing right, right now? That was one of the issues in previous years because you didn't have a plan of development. When you missed on, on a guy, it hurt worse because you missed on the guy that you went with. The guy behind you got mad and left. And so it was two L's and one. Right. But now if you do have a plan of development in place and a guy leaves, there's a reason he left. Yeah. Like you're 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 the guy in front of you. You you got guys and perhaps other guys who can step in because there is a plan to make these guys right. better. Assuming that guy leaves right. now, so it's not like it's not like things of of old to ice. Well, play, not but. only the miss, but the coach's willingness to die on that hill as well too. Right, kills the yeah. player morale. Yeah, like he's like, wait, is this dude sure. ever going to see that you know, X player is terrible. <laughs> You know, and it's hard. Yeah. It's hard because all these kids are supremely confident in their own talent. So, yeah, I mean, again, you look at the better programs. They convince these kids to sit and wait their turn because the guy is in front has been is is better. And some of the thing, even when you have when you have dynamic talent, man, uh, I'll tell you what: the better coaches know when to pull a guy who is above average. For a guy who is spectacular, yeah, but unproven, that's not an easy call yeah. for a lot of coaches to make. I I don't think. I think that you know uh, uh, what you know what Saban had to juggle with uh, Hertz and Tua was difficult. You got a guy who went out there and he won almost every single game, but you brought in a talent who was maybe just a little bit better in some areas. And both those, I mean, and and the guy that left ended up in the in, in New York for the ceremonies next year. Right. And it's starting on an yep. NFL roster. So, like, you know, to Ike's point about, you know, when you have an abundance of talent, we just have to get out of the poverty mindset of, like, you know, hey, you know, we're not going to be able to keep this guy or keep this coach. or You know, this has to be the place that people want to stay and not the place that people use to springboard themselves into a better opportunity. I think they can get there, but that's part of coaching. Part of coaching is selling that to the player, not just X's and O's. It's getting the player to buy into the plan. Right. And say, hey, listen, if you don't succeed here, it will be of your own doing, not mine. I will give you all the tools and you have the opportunity to compete. And if you are the best, you will play. 